0: I think we're gonna to have to start talking.
1: Okay. Uh, we welcome can talk about to the loud, episode. <laughs> loud noises. Uh, loud cars. Welcome loud cars. to episode seventy-four.
0: I don't know why you insist on saying okay. the episode number. Welcome um, to this welcome week's to episode. This current
1: episode of the Carmudgeon Show, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. I am not Jason Kamisa,
0: and I am not Derek Tam-Hyphen Scott,
1: but. This week, we are going to talk about the Ferrari F50,
0: which I have not driven,
1: and the Ferrari 288, which I have driven, and the Ferrari F40, Aww, which I have not driven, and the Enzo,
0: which I have only driven in modified form with a Maserati badge on it and MC12 thing.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And a variety of other Ferraris. We will discuss what our favorite two pedal Ferrari is yep. and maybe our favorite fuel injected Ferrari as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, this is going to be a discussion
0: of Ferraris and supercars generally. I think that's a great topic. You know what also I think you need to do? And Oh, no. Yeah. No, hold on. I have a reward for you. If you promise to clap like a big boy, <laughs> you can have lunch. Arf, 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 arf. Come on, clap. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> 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 Hey Derek? Hey yeah. Um I think skipping lunch was a bit of a false economy, wasn't it?
1: I'm not hungry anymore.
0: <laughs> are, but I might be on my way food. to
1: an outrageous sugar high. <laughs> uh
0: what the audience probably doesn't know about you is that you have to you have to feed every 4, four to four 6 to, minutes. It's usually something like that. I love it. Oh, we and the people
1: here. who are listening won't know that the there's been a snack explosion on the <laughs> table here
0: yeah the i i so the the great irony of this whole thing is that i i'm i have a couple of extra pounds on me and i fight really really a couple but couple a couple dozen extra pounds on me and i fight really hard to keep my weight off and it doesn't work and you can't put weight on and you eat like a fucking cow <laughs> yeah uh, it's amazing uh, you are constantly snacking so i made the mistake in between Set up uh, to well, say we were, were trying to skip lunch so that we wouldn't be asleep
1: gonna <laughs> during up? recording but as all we to, usually
0: are. I love that all I had to do is open the closet door. And I'm like, hey, by the way, I organized the snacks, and then, holy uh, shit! Uh, I this, yeah. may have descended on the snacks. There's some good stuff in here. There um, is. I mean, this is all the
1: the, um, the leftovers, the detritus from your video shoots when you have the crew out in the desert yep. all day long, and you need to keep everybody fed because there's no you know chick-fil-a at button Whoa. willow can example. we order
0: some chick-fil-a um also i have airborne immune support supplement here oh how did that function for your last shoot induced covid outbreak the funny thing is when i went through all the, yeah that's when i went through all the, the when i unpacked the camera van to get all the stuff out i noticed there were like tissues dayquil nyquil oh. uh, airborne all kinds your of your crew stuff. is I, sick I, no it when? was just me oh you were no, sick it was just me. that was that last shoot um the 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 shoot that was five weeks ago that I'm still sick from.
1: <laughs> yes, and the video's <laughs> even gone live, right?
0: No, that was the next one. Oh. Um, what is the next one? The next one is a um, is a celebration of. I don't know if I'm supposed to know when is this episode going to live? Um, Haggerty Bull Market. Oh um, yes. Yeah, we did a, a video with Bull Market.
1: Well, I mean that's um, a recurring thing. I don't think there's anything ama- amazingly.
0: Except this Secret? year we did a, we did a, a, a video, video blowout component. especial. Oh, uh, it was fun. It was uh, it was fun. Is except that what I they was call really the
1: speciale sick. in the Spanish market? <laughs>
0: especial? A blowout special, especial. Blowout is What my Mexican local Mexican taqueria calls anything they cook. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Uh,
1: okay, okay. So
0: while we're being trashy, uh, our subject I mean, of we're the, talking
1: about Ferrari speciale. That's a a, a costly, a perfectly automotive. Endeavor. Mm -hmm.
0: Perfect lead into, while we have these very high high quality snacks here, uh, we're going to transition to very high quality, actually very high quality, very expensive cars. Yes. Um,
1: Where to start? We have discussed before the 288. You, Mm -hmm. I've not been to adjust my chair, so I apologize. You, you do not wish I, to be too high or too low or whatever is wrong? Are you having an interference I'm having in, interference motor with the, the carpet? <laughs>
0: my timing belt is a tooth off and I'm having interference. Yes, the, the casters of my chair bunched up the carpets and then I wasn't going to be able to move and if I flailed my hands, maybe things would happen. You capsize. I have driven a Ferrari 288 GTO and it is the second Ferrari I've ever driven that exceeded my incredibly lofty expectations mm-hmm. and only the second.
1: That implies that uh, most of the other Ferraris you have driven have disappointed in some respect.
0: I mean, it would be very difficult to be Ferrari. Because, I mean, much like looking as felt and handsome as I do, people have very high expectations when they, you know, enter my boudoir <laughs> I can't even make this joke <laughs> it's absurd um, could you I mean see, so imagine the pressure that must be on Ferrari engineers to deliver you know to make everyone happy to because, make
1: every car a hit to yeah. make every car just that transcendent
0: and make it a hit for every single person even though those people sometimes have competing expectations yes um, my expectation for Ferrari is just I want it to be an experience at all speeds and I want its driving experience to match the experience that's promised by the way it looks and I have found, as we've discussed in the past, even that last episode where you shat violently all over the wall behind you because of what's next it. It's blowout. Over the F355. Um, I want, these cars promise so much by the way they look and it's just sometimes a disappointment. And that doesn't mean the car is a disappointment or the car is, the experience or is disappointing. Or that the car is objectively bad. Yeah, it just means that the expectations is really high. Two eight eight is a turbocharged, port injected, flat plane V eight, and I don't like turbocharged cars personally. Um, and I really don't care for the way a three hundred eight GTB drives, or a three twenty eight drives, or um, really any of the most of the V eight mid engine Ferraris. They're not, they're not my favorites. That car was fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was uh, talkative in all the right ways. Um, it the turbo lag was fun to play with because it was such a beautiful linear. A build um and it made great noises are you just robing again
1: i am yes and for I, listeners well, at well, home I mean, they I'm, just
0: hear the zipper and it's like did he pull his you know i, I was zipper. hearing
1: my hoodie rubbing up against my on my
0: uh, headphones oh, okay. uh this is in response to that last week comment like we just want to see more of that hunk Derek. so he's taking his clothes off for all of you listening on, on podcast suppliers um anyway 288 <sighs> was just wonderful and then at the, the best part about it was even though it was interactive and fun i pushed it very, very quickly, uh, meaning for a short duration of time, on a on a really bumpy, twisty road, and it didn't fall apart. It just became um, even more magnificent. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah,
1: yep. Uh I mean, I mean, I generally agree. There is something magical about those cars, and the relationship with racing is pretty significant. And so, we all have very high expectations. And I alluded to this last time, but with the three fifty five, there's this there's a tendency for people to build the car up in their own mind in a way that causes them to lose objectivity about it. And maintaining objectivity about Ferraris is is generally difficult. It is. Uh, And it took me a while before I realized that a lot of the times I don't really like interacting with those cars, but there are definitely Ferraris that I really adore. Uh, And I had the experience of driving an F50 recently, and
0: that... Out. throwing things at him in case you don't know what that sound Wait. is because I'm... It's just a jealous rage. Oh, hold on. He's opening his mouth. It's... <laughs> right right <laughs> in, in the, the Okay. Um, <laughs> we got Paolo to, to giggle <laughs> the on that one.
1: Serious. Very serious professional opinions. Credible uh, knowledge.
0: <laughs> you can't tell me to be serious. You should know better than that. I do.
1: Uh, that was actually an invitation. Which you took. The F-50, uh, I was a little bit uh apprehensive about getting into that car because i was fairly sure i wasn't going to like it i don't like cars that are too large uh and to me the
0: despite the fact that you want a 6.9 mercedes which is as long oh, as but that's
1: that's a a small um, what are those <laughs> principalities you wouldn't call it a country anyway
0: uh, <laughs> it's the size of a principality is what yes you think, right? yes so
1: um the bless you did you hear that? It was the, that was the Mexican blowout special. It was the water, <laughs> it
0: was, it was the water pump. The glug glug this, glug water thing that just. Bloop, bloop. The, this episode is really we're Struggling.
1: This is what happens. We're full of sugar and snacks instead Seven of lunches. Instead in. of us falling
0: asleep, we're
1: just like. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Um, <clears throat> you don't like big cars, so you're apprehensive about a 50. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it it just it's a car that, I often complain about supercars because they are so capable and so fast that there's no way to properly interact with them on the road Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was my concern with the f50 especially after reading a little bit about the car in advance because this car is you know like the mclaren f1 at the same time was intended to bring f1 technology into road cars Uh, and so they're like yeah it's got a carbon fiber tub and the engine is a stressed member and then we hang the suspension off the transmission and that they uh, the oil tank is actually like a structural member that goes between the transmission and the engine uh, and it like the oil goes inside of it so it's a it thing it's a thing that looks like the outside of a transmission but it's an oil tank mm. uh, Their end of you know aerodynamic stuff it's got ground effect or like a ton of venturis under the car and pushrod suspension and you know it's an F1 derived naturally aspirated V12 engine you're like oh that's kind of interesting because you know we like naturally aspirated V12s and So, you know, I was like, is this thing going to be like that 962 that was street converted that we interacted with where it's like so uncompromising and so
0: unsuited to road use that it's just a big foolish mess? Right. Because Uh, let's reiterate one thing. People say they want a race car for the road, but they absolutely positively do not.
1: No. You drive a race car on the road and you're like, I, I do not. And, and everyone's like, no, no, I actually do. Go out and drive a race car on the road and then come back.
0: I mean, it's... it's. <laughs> you won't come back. Yes. You'll run you, into you a tree die. just to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I was worried that he would have that character or that it would be so fast that it was, you know, functionally useless on the road and that it was going to be sort of intimidating and like, it's a costly car and we're filming with it and like on a public road. I like how, so you,
0: how many millions right now?
1: Four and a half.
0: That's more than costly, Derek
1: uh extremely costly
0: (laughs) no more than that
1: asininely costly
0: i think that's just holy fuck money yeah okay
1: yes now yeah so so it's a costly car and i'm responsible for its safekeeping and well-being and they're like yeah you can only put this many miles on it so we're like okay we have to make every meter count Mm -hmm. that we cover in this thing and so and you know the owner was reasonably comfortable, but not like fully comfortable. And so I'm just like, oh God, don't fuck it up. Uh, so I was like quite intimidated by the whole thing before setting off. Uh, I always have this immense sense of relief anytime I return a car after filming. Can I get an amen? I mean,
0: the best feeling in the world. Here it is. It's perfect. Yes. It's Out exactly as it was. Get it the fuck me. away from me. Yeah,
1: before I like trip and fall and put my head through a window or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah, but driving other people's cars is definitely like a very Stress, uncomfortable, stressful, stressful mm. experience. Uh, so I'm like having all this running through my mind and I get in the car and I have to transit it up to the filming location. And within, I don't know, a block or two, I was like, this is going to be fine. It was mm. shocking. I thought it was going to be this really gnarly, like uncomfortable, unpleasant experience. And it that requires a lot of finesse and skill and like technique. None of that. Super easy, accessible, docile, friendly, down low, just like I can't. Light help steering. But think,
0: can everyone just go back and replay the last ten seconds? Because this is going to be the. <laughs> this is going to be the trailer for this thing. I knew within a block it was going to be fine it was going to be docile down low do everything that i think you just described your sex life So <laughs> i want everyone to go back and listen to that <laughs> i'm sorry it's it going to require a lot of fiat finesse and i was very worried about it a but it turns technique. out it was docile down low <laughs> i should have interrupted you sooner and just put like a <laughs> it's the sugar i'm sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: this episode
0: doomed doomed from yeah. the
1: outset uh genuinely car, interested in what you're saying i'm sorry Targer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's a really friendly accessible car uh, all of the things that you think oh it's going to be like a race car for the road i think also part of it was caused by the sort of relationship or the way that the uh, mclaren f1 is characterized the f1 is always described as a car that is supposed to be the ultimate car for the road it's engineered to be you know big torque you know 80 percent of the torque is available at 2500 rpm you know they designed it in a way where the car is supposed to be a friendly usable road car mm. and so the assumption is that things aren't that aren't the mclaren f1 are going to be really like race carry bastards and, yeah just an absolute cantankerous wild animal And, you know, we have to do like three point turns sometimes and all this stuff. where you are just like, oh, I hate I don't want to manage something like this. Uh, And the fact of the matter is that just maneuvering the car around, it's an incredibly friendly, like accessible car. The shift effort of that car is lighter than any other manual Ferrari I've driven. Any other transaxle Ferrari, lighter than 355, lighter than 550, lighter than a 308. I mean, you
0: don't look at an F50 and think this is going to be a light, light, delicate driving experience. Right. Yeah.
1: And it really is like that the car shrinks around you. The steering is, is manual and light and fingertip drive with your fingertips. The engine's really tractable. I was really surprised by that character mm-hmm. of the car, especially because you go back and have you ever watched any of the old uh, reviews video where, like Clarkson hated the car? He, like, really? shot shat on it um, at length violently. Explosive. Mexican Mexican blowout. <laughs> uh, he said that because the engine is a stressed member and it's a carbon tub that the, that it, the engine feels like it's bolted to your spine, which you know, which wouldn't you want on a vehicle? Yeah, two- I mean, and it's not offensive. It's not problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel it and you know it's there and you hear it and and I enjoyed that characteristic. But you know, to to present that as a bad thing because that was one of the frequent questions. I did one of those things where I said, do you, what do you want to know about the F 15 And everyone says, "Like, is it really bolted to your spine and is that bad?" No, it's not bad. It's it was actually it, really... I
0: charming. mean, is the whole car really buzz? Is it no, like... No, 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 no. Oh, well, no,
1: you like feel it vibrating, but it's not like you making... to feel it Yeah, vib- but it's not like making... Part, like your, your vision doesn't do the thing where, yeah. you know, it starts to, you know, or, and you don't get interior resonances of pieces of various parts of the, you know,
0: rearview mirror or stocks or whatever. I mean, listen, you put a, an insert in the engine mounts on your GTI to make you feel vibration. So maybe yes. you're not the right person. Because you're clearly not a Lexus buyer, and that's—I mean—that—that's Clarkson so rarely got it really wrong. I, th- I think I feel like how could you have a car like that looks like an F fifty and want it to be civilized?
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was hmm. surprised by that sort of reaction to the car. So it, it, it's an interesting dichotomy because the car is friendly enough that it's not intimidating, but then when you start asking a lot of it, then it gets quite exciting and it's engaging and it's fun. So. It's kind of what you want in from a supercar. To me, it's what a supercar could, should be because normally...
0: Yeah, we're going to ignore that.
1: Um, <laughs> normally with a, with a supercar, like especially modern ones, it is so outrageously fast and performant mm-hmm. that you're just like this. I don't want to engage with this. I can't engage with it, actually. It's the real issue.
0: That is... Um, we have definitely gotten to a point where, where Ferraris are too fast. Once we went turbo... Now that... So once ferrari went turbo right like once the yeah. 488 488 and then pista was the uh, was was the step over the line for me um so i, I don't sh- you know, know what how talk, i
1: abstract this is the ability to use full throttle
0: right how how much time can you spend at full throttle in a car okay all modern cars are too fast in that regard right i mean two three seconds and that's it's over which yeah, again describes your sex come on in
1: an actually aspirated car if you matted it at 1500 rpm there's going to be a while where nothing happens yeah. because you have to wait if it's a peaky motor like a 458 speciality motor you have to wait for the, the right. you know that there's a progression a build of torque mm-hmm. instead of just getting a big well, wallop wall of it on
0: turbos too i mean you get that yeah but then as soon as right. you hit boost it's just it's like too much unmanageable I, I we should get we should get to talking about modern ferraris versus this in a minute but let's get let's go back a step so you've driven f 40 extensively
1: not extensively, but enough to enough. have an impression
0: of it. Okay. I haven't driven either one of those. So let's compare and contrast for a second. So F forty was of course a turbocharged V eight. Mm-hmm. Mechanically identical, I think, to two eighty eight GTO.
1: Not identical, but it's fundamentally very similar. Same stuff. Um a little more um, power.
0: And F fifty is an NA V twelve.
1: It's an N A V twelve, it's four point eight liters or That's something. That's all like it is? That. Yeah. Well, it's based on a three liter F one block. So in that sense, it's like a 50% increase in displacement.
0: So there is not; it shares nothing with the regular V12s that were in production at the time.
1: No, because the only V12 in production at the time would have been the 456.
0: Right. I, it's, I know and it's I a
1: it's not a timing chain motor, or it's not a timing belt motor. It's it is not a timing belt motor.
0: It is a chain. Um, so f- forgive me. I I was never one of these kids that had F50s on my. on on posters on my wall i had sedans and whatever and i came into this specifically not doing any research on this because i want you to educate me like you're educating everyone else although everyone else who's listening to this probably knows more about a 50s than i do um so it is actually a different how high does it rev 85 yeah that's pretty pretty spicy for the time
1: which is incidentally also where the power peak is oh that's fabulous and the torque peak is 65
0: wow OK, so in engineering terms, when you look at the spread between those two numbers, 6500 and 8500 RPM, the bigger the spread of, the, uh, of of between those two peaks, typically the more tractable an engine is and mm-hmm. the more torquey it is down low mm-hmm. uh, to have just a 2000 RPM spread. You're talking about VTEC Hondas. Yeah, like it's very high specific very, output right. usually. Um, so there's nobody high home rating. down
1: low. Yeah. And normally people present nobody home down low as a problem. But I actually really liked it about this car because you could drive around in sort of normal situations, spending a lot of time at full throttle, which is a weird thing to say about a carbon fiber chassis car with a naturally aspirated, you know, with wings all over it. And it's made Mm. of carbon fiber and Kevlar and all this stuff. And that's the difference that I think that I really want to highlight compared it against modern Ferraris is that you can spend a ton of time at full throttle in this car because the torque peak is so high uh, and people are like, well, it's like it's dead down low. It's like. I don't know. I like driving around at full throttle and listening to the engine and feeling it. You know, in on road use, right? Because that's fundamentally the issue with supercars: is that
0: for road use, they're no fun because you don't get to engage with the car. Right. We we've gotten. If you look at sort of average traffic speeds over time. I think we've, we're have we now on the on the down slope. Traffic's getting slower because there's more people on the road. Yeah. Speed limits are not going up and up and up and up. And it used to be that from the 1930s to the 50s to the 70s, you would see an increase in road speed, both in sustained cars. Like 50s cars can't do 80, 90 miles an hour no. on an extended base. No. They, most of them can't manage anything more than 50 or 60 comfortably. Yeah. Um, and so traffic has gotten quicker and quicker and is now kind of slowing down but for a while there, traffic speeds and cars' capabilities were in lockstep, right? The Traffic speeds Increasing were in parallel, yeah. Right, and the traffic speeds were limited by what the cars can do. Now it's so artificially limited, even for the Again, slowest cars, yeah.
1: Compared to the capability of
0: the car, right. So they are these cars are bored out of their mind. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody who said, "Well, I just don't like this engine because you've got to really work for the revs. Well, you're in a sports car." I, I think you should have to work for your yes. rest. I mean, there's something That's nice. That's what's a,
1: fun, right? I mean, it depends. That's why people have different cars at different times, right? Sometimes. Sorry,
0: I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb because now it's pissing me off.
1: We'll so wait. I apologize. No, you do not have to wait. <laughs> no, I can. I, can tap I, on I did my that thing. for for comedic effect.
0: Oh, sorry, everyone. That um, was rude of me.
1: What were we talking about?
0: My phone. I'm being not on do not stir because I had someone picking up a laptop. It's some people. Some, it, yes. You were talking about tour. I want in a street, in an everyday car. Oh, different
1: experiences, at different times. Right. At certain times, you know, there's something really great. No replacement for displacement. There's something really magical about driving a 427 Ford because it's just like, you're like, you feel like you're going to tear the pavement with Mm -hmm. the car. And that's really a neat experience. But then other times for sports cars where there's sort of the ethos is light and nimble and interact with the car and rev it up to red line, all that stuff, you do want that that progression. That's what I really liked about the engine of the F50 is that you get a progression as you go through the revs. And the torque kind of does pile on relatively quickly at high RPM. And Mm -hmm. so there's a nearly turbocharged feel to that, Mm -hmm. but it is still responsive like a naturally aspirated engine. And so you get this journey. The car takes you on the journey. It's very dramatic. As in a each gear. Yes. Right. That's yes. great. It's it's you. The gearing is too tall for your liking. Um, but interestingly, the top speed is gearing late, uh, limited. Uh, in and that they were car. quick. There were two hundred ninety-five.
0: Right. And so, and, so the and, top
1: speed is slower than F forty, and that was part of the reason why when they were new, none of the magazines would let anybody test those cars.
0: Because They're like it's slower than the F 40. One of the, well, you mean Ferrari wouldn't let the magazines test it? Correct. The cars. Yes. What, uh, it's five speed. Six. Right? So it's six. Yeah. You're dividing mm-hmm. 200 and something miles an hour by six gears. You're, yeah, you're, gonna you're not going to have short. Long gearing.
1: Yeah. But you can rev it out to red line and it's a fun experience and you can do it on the street, you know, consistently.
0: How does it sound?
1: Outside the car, it doesn't sound like much.
0: Really? Yeah. This is, we should it's do an objective It's good, but it's quiet. I would love to do an objective test on this because cars, I think, are now louder than they've ever been. I don't think... It's I mean, pretty we, quiet outside yeah. the car. Yeah, All of 80s and 90s, you know, really loud cars that we think of loud and screaming, all the supercars, are quieter than friggin' Lexus GSs at this point. Um, yeah, yes,
1: with a big loud and start, cold start thing yeah. going on, yeah. that's true. Uh, inside the car, though, you get a ton of noise because the engine is attached to the firewall, so you really hear and feel the engine. Inside, it's a wonderful experience. Uh, you hear a
0: lot of induction noise, too? Yeah. yeah. You have a video coming out on this car? That yes. You can plug? Is that why you want to do this episode? Uh, I Self-serving. Mean, we're knock-
1: mostly trying to sell the car. So <laughs> oh, okay. that's the purpose. Do you of really that, think yeah. any
0: of the people who listen to the show can buy a F-50?
1: Well, no, we're just using this as an excuse to talk about okay, the car. Good. I don't think that the Carmudgeon show is going to sell an F-50. Yeah, but never I, would know. Be lo- I would love to be proven. That
0: would be wonderful. And I want a commission. Yeah. Or at Fair. least, you know, you can buy me some Those Welch's are my fruit snack. Here, have that. Okay.
1: Thank you uh yeah so there's a progression there's a journey in this is too i would busy. like to
0: point out that he made it 22 minutes without eating yeah come on open it no That's no no, fine. it's too loud there's too Well, you can just make noise. do rip rip off the band-aid slowly just open the whole thing or rip off the band-aid quickly and then dump them all out I'm too bad at this up. this is
1: a corollary skill to, to, clapping. to clapping yeah and so Opening. i'm bad at it just I'm dump just it out put it out here and
0: <laughs> and now we're gonna we're gonna listen to him go i know on, Ugh, what no these voice. are yeah okay. um I think you should. This, this is the theme of the episode, is Derek eating while talking about our 50s? No.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah, the engine, there's a progression. It takes you on a journey. And to me, that is an important part of a really, like, timeless, excellent sports car experience. And uh, some people just want to be assaulted by torque immediately. And, you know, for them, this is not the car. But if, it's a, it, the character is fundamentally old school sports car, but none mm. of the cantankerousness of,
0: like, a Countach or a mira or a boxer these is that just due to that cantankerousness you're talking about is that due to carbs because carburetors are by you know they're deeply flawed devices that don't work uh no well i'm talking
1: time. about like shift effort and okay. finesse and like technique needed there is some of mm-hmm. it is related to carbs some of it is control forces control forces in the f50 are light mm-hmm they're lighter than a 355 in probably every That's respect.
0: The last thing you'd ever expect.
1: Except for steering, because it's not assisted. But right. it's not heavy. It's just not as light as a 350. The 355 steering is too light. I,
0: one of the things that, that bothers me about the C8 Corvette is that all the control weights are light. I sort of think, oh my God, we can hear you. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> um, one of the things I loved about Corvette C6, C5, C4, C7 is that all the control weights are really heavy. And there's a there's a there's a labored feeling to the entire car, right? Yeah, you you hit the work. canker in a, uh, hit the, what canker? Hit the starter. And it cranks. In, and, and cranks in a C7. And it can barely turn the engine over when it's hot. You know this. We all, you know, we all Corvettes. You know, um, and then you get in it and there's a misfire at idle and all those small blocks. And it's, the whole thing just feels labored. And then the shifter effort's high and the steering effort's high. Ferraris are Heavy clutch. always light way lighter than we think they're going to be Mm -hmm. um and the the c8 corvette went to like a ferrari emulation the steering's light the even the shift paddles themselves have light action the pedals are are light everything about the car is light and it rides like it's massless um so it's one of the defining characteristics of ferrari but i think that's one of the things that surprises people when they get in ferrari's because we assume they're going to be like lamborghinis yeah
1: the vintage shifters are pretty high effort especially when they're cold yeah
0: but that's just shit design bad transmission and synchro design must be um uh yeah so it's always it's always staggering to me when you get an old ferrari and everything is so light like last week i mentioned 330 gts that i drove Mm um you corrected me it's now it's 1967 geneva auto show '66, 66 whatever it was um you know late 60s v12 coupe and everything convertible the one i drove Everything was incredibly light. Honda-like, mm-hmm. you know, where the clutch just falls down to the floor with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends yeah. what car. I mean, Testarossa's have fairly heavy
1: clutches. Sure, uh, true. And the shift effort on most of the dog-leg cars is fairly high, mm-hmm. especially when cold. Yeah. But, yes. But most net, of the net, control weighting night, night and day difference between that and a Countach, Countach for or example. Or Mira, right? Yeah. Every, Except I'm never, the steering. Mira
0: steering is light. But the once shifter, you're moving, yeah. Yeah. But the shifter and the clutch and the brakes and everything else are heavy and gruff. Um, okay, so you've not driven a two eighty eight. I have not. That's annoying. We need you to get we we need to get me into an F forty and an F fifty. Definitely don't have ulterior motives there. And you into a two eighty eight, so we can talk about all this whole so lineage. But F was F fifty even quicker in acceleration than than F forty was? It's
1: three eight or so. God,
0: that's fast. First gear? Happens uh, all in first gear?
1: No. I- I so, you know what? The, I did these calculations manually because I couldn't find a period uh, like, like anything from Ferrari, and mm-hmm. so it was like right at 60. So I I don't because tr- you have to enter the size of the tire, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, like how precise is this? So I actually don't know whether the car needs a gear shift uh, For three hated, like, I bet it does. I
0: bet it does not. I bet it can do it can hit, hit 16 first. Um, but that's fucking fast.
1: Yeah, but it's really like it all happens at the top end. Mm-hmm. So the, the net result of all of this was that the experience of the car really exceeded my expectations. I think it has now become my favorite fuel-injected Ferrari to drive. Really, I think so. I mean, what is what is your favorite fuel-injected, the
0: 288? Uh, you know, okay, now we can talk about modern Ferraris. So the mid-engine V8 lineage of Ferraris is my least favorite um, sort of layout. Um I guess I don't really love the Boxer 12s either. I don't love the Testarossas. That, you know, they're, they're so cool to look at and I would own Did you ever one. drive a Boxer? Yes. A 512? Uh, was three 365, 365 that we oh, that's we're right. driven? Um, yeah. I love that. That was yeah. a hell of an experience. Um, but the Testarossa just became a living room. Yes.
1: Know, living 180 room. mile an hour sofa. That's always what we would call
0: them. That's what the head of PR called it. Uh, it was and, a 300 kilometer an hour living room. Is what he what he and that's not what you expect when you see the strikes and all the rest of the stuff. There's a there's a definite expectation versus reality difference when it comes to a lot of classic Ferraris. Um And most but of the, the VAs, boxer
1: is closer to what you want.
0: The boxer is what I want, and yes. that got the bad reviews. Mm-hmm. This is where like, it's
1: too uncivilized. It's too much work. It's too hot.
0: It's this is where one of those questions from the Q and A that was so perfectly on point is what do we disagree with uh, versus jour- you know other journalists? Mm-hmm. And I'm a journalist. It's what I do. But I'm also a car collector and an old car fan and a shitbox collector, I guess, is more like it. Um, and, but as someone who owns multiple cars and has owned multiple cars since for 22 years, I've it's been 22 years since I've had only one car. I'm seeking different experiences and out of a sports car or something that looks like that I don't want it to be a good car and you've made fun of me about this like you know saying I like cars that are unhinged it's not even that it's that I like cars that are just very different from what I would value on a daily driver Mm -hmm. and so the a 365 boxer is um, I don't want to say it's a pain in the ass. But no, but it's it's, it's a little bit
1: demanding, yeah, and it, it it's very um, assaults you a little bit with the senses, or your senses are very like overwhelmed Activated, by inputs. Yeah, yeah. It it's is, an It's it cr- incredibly. I I overuse this word, but it's vi- very visceral. Mm-hmm. It, is. Right? it asks a fair bit from you and it gives you a lot in return and it's a an intense experience and it's not the kind of thing you drive around with a coffee in one hand and operate
0: no but i think that exchange there's an exchange right it asks a lot of you you got to pay attention you have to be on your a game it's you know it's you have to be driving it and in return it gives you what you ask of it so there's an even exchange there there's some cars that's not an even exchange and i think yeah. like a Kuntosh in some ways even though i quite like it it asks a lot of you and then kind of fights you yeah you know afterwards you don't get what you asked for to begin with um a 512 or i shouldn't say a testorosa asks nothing of you and then also gives you nothing back it's it's just less of an exchange it's like being in a 7 series right and they fix that with 512 or a, tr i should say s class in it's more sporty than an s no class. of course it is yeah but it doesn't, there's just not that much going on. And you don't hear much. You don't feel much. It's just a very. But it's
1: easy. It's accessible. Yeah. It's friendly. It's the kind of car that sells in 7,000 units too,
0: you know. Right. Which is exactly what but they did. you look at it and I'm sorry, I don't want a cushy luxury car experience from a car that looks like that. I yep. just don't. Yep. Um, and I feel like a lot of the modern V12 front engine Ferraris have really delivered on the screaming insanity experience that I Want and expect more so than the V8s. Mm-hmm. So, 599. So, I think the earliest sort of modern V12 car that nailed it because the 456, all, you know, all of those cars, the five, 575, four, 550. Know, 550, they're not. God, we're going to get some, so much trouble here. Let me you ask know, you. I've
1: said this before. Okay. I will gladly I, say it again. I will gladly repeat it. Those cars do not deliver a Ferrari experience, in my opinion. No and you know it's
0: closer to a lexus experience than it is a ferrari it's experience.
1: like a go to monaco for lunch kind of car you know it's
0: comfortable yeah, to that, cover that, distance that sounds speed. Tra- uh, tremendously fabulous let's go to monaco for lunch and that's i think why we, oh, our expectations yeah. are of what a ferrari i don't like delivery is. that much me neither but a 550 makes a nice daily driver yeah really nice daily. it's not but exciting. as long as you're covering long distances at high speeds it's a long distance at high speed. Even in town, it's easy. Yeah. You know, it's got yeah. light steering and the engine sounds like absolutely nothing. They're quiet. Yeah. They're comfortable. They're not, you know, it's not it's not, it's not like getting in and out of a 7 Series, but it's easy to deal with. You can see out of it. Um, at 599 started out okay and became great with HGTE, which is their finally package and then became holy shit with GTO. Okay, that's its own thing. F12 picked up where GTO left off and i think f12 is one of those cars and now a12 super fast you get in that car and the whole experience is just perfect it's a lot it's a lot it all shuts up a little up. bit terrifying it's a little bit terrifying but when you put it in top gear and you're cruising around it's perfectly comfortable yes, it's perfectly it's tractable true. but it will turn it's all down to the engine right yes. it's got great steering f12 has great steering a12 one electric far less great but overall, the whole thing can be exciting. They can barely put their power to, to the ground. They're very poor at that. Which is... And uh, Enter- like, wildly entertaining. Right. Randy Popes was, you know, really a professional race car driver. He's like, there's no reason this car should have this problem putting its, traction, power, its power down. I put my hand up. I object. What's more fun than lighting them the fuck up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're you're doing 10 miles an hour. The Prius downshifts next to you. You hear, and you just explode 10 degrees sideways. Wow. And the noise they make, it's just theater. I
1: mean, it's my my favorite two-pedal Ferrari is probably an F12. Oh, yeah,
0: mine too, without question. A12 is in the engine took a step up in power and sound, but the chassis, the steering took a big step down.
1: And I mean, do you really need more power than no. the F12 has? I mean, it's in its 740 horsepower.
0: I also don't need an F12 with a bunch of what looks like Mansory accessories on yeah, it. Yeah. Slit slashes. Yeah, there's it.
1: a really clean, elegant spareness to the looks of the F12 that yeah. I think makes it the best looking
0: Ferrari of the last, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff coming out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say 296 is pretty great looking. Even Roma is great looking. Roma doesn't light your hair on fire. That's not its, its mission.
1: No, no, it's like an alternative to an SL.
0: Yeah, it's exactly um, what it's like. But I think Ferrari has now really nailed the V12 thing, sort of at the end, in that it gives you the experience that the looks promise, but then also the GT. Well,
1: and there are only two naturally aspirated V12s in existence anymore.
0: Hold on, let me think about this. Is Pagani still using the Mercedes three valve per cylinder turbo V6? I think so. That's that. V12. BMW is uh, V12. BMW still has a, has a V12.
1: Well, but is it nat- no, I'm saying naturally aspirated. Oh, no, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, hmm. Yeah, it's a Ventador and, oh, God. Toyota still make a V12 crown? I don't know. I don't know this stuff. Um, yeah, no, V12s are, I want a V12. Just to say I've had a V12. But I, the thing is, I want a V12 that sounds like the V12. Yeah, and yeah. An-
1: you don't want yeah. Uh, you don't want an XJ-12. Oh, God, no. No one wants that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've definitely never owned one. Let's take two unreliable six cylinders that make no power for their displacement. Put them together they're and have them the make same. less
1: power. They're not the same engine. Well, of course they're not. One's a single I mean, cam. One's a twin cam. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Fair, enough. Uh, fair uh, enough. Um, But it's still, let's take two inline six. Well, your car was literally called a double six. Your mm-hmm. Daimler double six made mm-hmm. less power than the fucking... It was no faster than the six-cylinder was, which was no faster than a pedestrian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the pedestrian would leak less. It
1: was very good. <laughs> well, it depends how hard you hit them. <laughs> um, it was very good at going 140 kilometers an hour uh, down the highway.
0: Yeah. So what can't do, what 80s car can't do 85 miles an hour? I
1: don't know. It just felt really, I felt, ve- it
0: felt very um, stable. Fa- fabulous. Yes. It was, yeah. Fabulous. It was very fabulous. Um. Okay, so we have next up after F50 is Enzo. Yes. Which I've not driven.
1: I have not either.
0: But you've driven, I but I've driven an MC20. 12. MC12, sorry. MC20 is a new one. Uh Have you driven an MC12? No. Okay. That did not light my hair on fire. And so... What were the
1: characteristics? I mean, so how, in terms of sort of functional usability, right? If you're filming with this car, like what did you...
0: We filmed on it at five o'clock in the morning in the dark, you know, and it was just, we, we just kind of went out and the whole, the experience was very nerve wracking because the car is the size of my house. Um, You can't see anything behind you. The mirrors were, I remember the mirrors not being great. It's an automated manual that just. You kind of wrestle with it a little. You scream at it, you punch the steering wheel and you apologize to it because it's someone else's million dollar car. It, uh, it did not, it did not deliver. Uh, when if you're going to look like that and i i'm personally not a fan of the way the mc12 looks um it's just awkward i think and just looks like a race car and here we are again you don't want a race car for the road um it did not have a lot of grip and this one had new tires on it it just did not have a lot of mechanical grip uh the engine did not sound amazing it was not all that quick um and i think the overall was to me it's not worth the compromises of what's baked into that car now i don't know how much different an enzo would be but they're the same tub and the same engine so i mean effectively the same car um i'd be really curious to see what what you say after driving an enzo if maybe that f50 was the high point so f50 over f40 it's that's
1: tough a lot of people ask that question and i struggle with that i mean it's really hard to argue with the 12 cylinder naturally aspirated engine the F40, when you drive it, this is maybe not that useful to most people, but when you are interacting with it at low speeds, it feels very much like a 308 mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the gear change and the steering and all of that and uh, the, the weight of the forces of the, of the steering. And so it feels familiar if you spend a lot of time in 308s. Uh, and the F50 feels a little bit more singular. There's not a lot that it, it feel, reminds me of. The F40 really reminded me of a bunch of other Ferraris. Mm-hmm. The F50, in s- in most respects, did not. Uh, and hmm. I liked the the d- power delivery and the noise. I mean, I, it's no secret that I don't really like flat-plane V8s. So from a driving perspective, I think that I probably prefer the F50 to the mm. F40. Uh, I was really impressed by how... E- I, the one thing I did not like about the F50 is that the f- front overhang is long and the yeah. nose is low, and there's just certain situations where you drive over something and you're like waiting yeah. for the noise of the the nose you know the noise of your bank account going to negative 4.5 million
0: dollars
1: exactly uh but overall i found it you know quite a pleasurable car and and i'm curious to see whether you like it because you might absolutely hate it for all i know i doubt it
0: i mean are we not aligned on all things we we usually are i bought your 308 yeah
1: we are usually aligned that's true uh but yeah so the the um it is a car that exists to me in exactly the right Goldilocks spot in terms of supercars. It is neither like a Countach where it is so physically demanding or that, you know, Koenig C62 race car, whatever, choose, choose whatever sort of unpleasant vintage supercar experience. Uh, it's, it's neither that nor is it so fast and outrageous that you can't play with it and exercise it to some extent. The car can be exercised in a street environment.
0: Which is funny to say about anything that can do 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds, right? Because most of that stuff... But that's
1: GT3 Touring now. The numbers of the car are not far off of a GT3
0: Touring. But you can exercise a GT3 Touring. And I think the reason why is that it's got long gears, but it's got power everywhere. And the torque
1: was like a big thing that they were like, let's move the torque down low, mm -hmm. which this car does not do. Does
0: not do. So that forces you... I like being able to drive matted you know yeah. flat out at 2000 rpm and just listening to that yeah. ignition uh, intake noise that you hear the sugar crash is real oh right. yeah are you ready for for bed now yeah i mean i think i had like two what are in these that's it things i mean they say it's just fruit but how many grams of sugar well, they've is
1: probably com- compacted an entire um yeah so this bag of this fruit this little bar, little which, bar. Is,
0: which is the size of a, a half of size of a matchbox has apples and mangoes in this fruit bar um, but it's enough sugar to kill six diabetics. I'm well, so that now out.
1: you're crashing. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah. I think. So I've also not driven uh, LaFerrari. Another
1: five, but mm-hmm. I'm not interested. I'm not interested super. at all. I mean, it's yeah. I think physically demand because I know that the car is going to be so fast that it, on the road I will just be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel frustrated by driving this car on the road. Mm. Um, it. You know, the size, it feels much smaller than it is. Like, mm-hmm. I was really f- expecting the car to feel large and unwieldy, the way that you often describe with, as relates to the MC12. Right, the right. car is f- physically awkward and large and difficult to in- operate Place, in a right. built to... environment. Mm-hmm. And this car immediately shrunk around me. I mean, immediately felt comfortable in it and like it feels more compact than the Tesserosa, not a high bar. Uh, but <laughs> Tesserosa can be managed down on the street and an F50 is even easier to manage. Hmm. I mean, it felt like the car feels closer to know, choose mid-engine, manual steering car of choice. Is that Lotus Elise, maybe? It feels closer to Lotus Elise than it does to Testarossa.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, Lotus, again, a car that I can put my hand over. And,
1: In and terms go. of, like, just the way that the, the tactility and the responses and the sort of, you know, part of it is anytime you have something with a carbon tub, there's a certain character to the noises that come through the mm-hmm. chassis and sort of there's a... How do you how do you describe? I think you know what I'm talking about. How and you describe this. It There's a little bit of like hollow and, hollow, and yeah. like a sort of you hear occasional sort of knocking noises and cracking noises. Yeah, it's not uh, like the opposite of feeling carpeted or insulated. Mm-hmm. It's it's and I, I don't find it objectionable, but it has that same sort characteristic of character, yeah. and I think Elise's have that too, even though they're not carbon tubs.
0: Yeah, but you're you're hearing an Elise. You're hearing the it's a separate body and frame, and you're hearing mm-hmm. the fiberglass body smack against the aluminum frame. And it's just, a, it's a, in that car, it's a, not a great noise. Yeah. It's just part It's, it's part more of subtle price. than that.
1: Okay. But so in that sense, the character was kind of similar to, you know, mm. where you just I hear. F40 that way?
0: Because that car's got no sound, no carpeting, no nothing, right?
1: Yeah, it's like that to some extent also. I mean, they both have composite tubs. Uh, so to me, I think it's Goldilocks. Having mm. not experienced all of them, my hypothesis, my working hypothesis, which I would like to test out, is that it might be the Goldilocks supercar.
0: Interesting. So let's talk about modern stuff. Have you driven Ford a Pista? Yes. And? It's stupidly fast. I and the steering's kind of,
1: to me, I, I, it's too light and it's too, like, I don't, it, it never seemed like it was
0: going to wait up. It doesn't. It doesn't wait up. That That is the first time I came back from a drive and said to the engineers, too much, too much. And they were not happy with me for saying that but I'm like, you have now crossed the line. This is way, way too much. All the the Ferraris are always too much, right? That's the whole idea. That's part of being a supercar. But now it got to the point where it really took away the, the amount of thrust that thing has in any gear at any speed is always more than you want, more than is enjoyable, and more than the chassis can handle and that's not a dig on the chassis it's a compliment to the engine yeah they do this unbelievable turbo boost strategy um where every gear allows progressively more boost and at different different curves um and so So they're artificially creating drama right what you're doing but you floor it in third gear and it like lights up the rear tires barely i mean you know it's it's struggling for traction and then you do the same in fifth gear and so now you're at the you know 3000 RPM instead of five and it's just and does the same thing and then you do the thing in seventh gear and you watch the boost gauge is it seven, Seventh gear, yeah watch the boost gauge peg and it does the same thing again so it's encouraging you to try to rev the, the engine out but actually it's not you can ride this wave of torque um and i literally did sneeze and got it sideways and like that's that's something i've joked about for years but i was in the car with an engineer and the road was dry and the tires were warm and everything was fine and i'm in like a 30 zone in some little tiny town and i sneezed and the throttle pedal on that car doesn't have a lot of weighting to it and it just moved just enough and i was probably at 4000 rpm just kind of getting ready to blast out of town and the the back end twitched and i had a stability intervention i'm like this car's gonna kill somebody who's gonna yawn (laughs) i was like you know it just is too much and I just think I thought for the first time it's not the first time 458 was fast enough 488 gave too much it, it became an order of magnitude faster when they when they put turbos
1: and you can interact with the 458 more and
0: yeah. use more of it right because you know it's doesn't have all that torque down though right i i think you should have to really work for it so the V12 cars you still have to work for and i really hope Ferrari doesn't put turbos on on their v, V12s if anything throw a hybrid system in there to help at low end uh, and one that you can switch off only so that you can pass euro stupid co2 regs. i mean the joke is a ferrari v12 is the average ferrari v12 is probably driven a number of kilometers in the hundreds a year right these cars don't go far so they're not polluting therefore let them emit more grams per kilometer so i mean you know european targets are expressing grams per kilometer of co2 well if they don't, they only go three kilometers. It doesn't matter many fucking grams there. They're going to emit far less than you know some diesel VW Lupo that gets driven fifty thousand kilometers a year. Yes. And I really don't want emissions regs to push these cars out of existence, um, and force them to downsize turbos. And with that said, I'm hopefully about to experience a Ferrari 296, which mm. is a six-cylinder. Um, I love watching all the spy videos where all the new there's a V12 coming in the Roma and there's videos of a v12 roma and you listen to it it's, no that's a v6 like it just sounds really really good <laughs> um but it's no question no doubt about it a turbocharged v6 in that car and um yeah so that might be amazing but the v8 i don't think did better for turbos yeah um and the v12 is that engine is magnificent but also now too much you know you really can't drive an 812 in anger yeah on the i agree i mean yeah. it's
1: just outrageous you're just constantly lighting up the tires the f the f12 tdfs like that too it's yeah. like alarming
0: alarming it's fun it is fun it's fun. It's scary but at least that thing has the acoustic drama yeah. because you're always at revs when you're lighting anything up you're at high revs mm-hmm. um and so at least you have the whole thing is a cohesive package where the turbo cars you're not even you're at 2000 rpm and you're lighting them up yeah yeah um,
1: okay so favorite two-pedal ferrari is the f12
0: for you or for me for both, for both it sounds of us, like
1: yeah. we agreed uh favorite fuel injected ferrari event Period. oh i
0: never asked that um i don't think it can be a v8 i don't like any what about other- 360 cs 360 cs i loved uh, challenge for dolly i loved until i drove f430 and once i drove f430 i no longer loved 360 challenge for dolly but it was really power and the end uh, and the transmission more than anything else because the transmission got way better mm-hmm. um 360 manual Ugh.
1: they they have this issue where they don't, don't calibrate the throttle response and the manual, gear the change and the, yeah it's
0: just uh, none of it it's all a bunch of stuff fighting with each other my favorite fuel injected ferrari of all time is that Stra- stratos yeah the, that stratos which is an f430 manual cut down yeah um and ferrari will be very upset with me i would say 288 gto is definitely yeah. there i mean if i had the money Uh, If I had anything close to that kind of money, I would do whatever it took to get a 288 GTO. Um, That was magic, magic, magic. magic. Um, Otherwise, my favorite Ferrari to drive is still 308 GT4. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to say. Yeah. Carburetors for the win.
1: There's others out there that you should try, but I'm not sure that. Well, I would love to get you in a 246. Uh, but that's it's,
0: that's high on my list i'd love that yeah
1: the old vintage the v12 cars are all probably a little too unwieldy or like like the 330 you drove that's a very representative vintage ferrari independent rear suspension
0: 12 uh, cylinder there there's uh, everything about that car was surprisingly supple to me yes it's a pain yeah. in the ass because the turning radius is the size of new jersey yeah um other than that it's, and are you
1: talking about from like the top to the bottom or are you talking about the crossways
0: no the turning radius i know Top to the the top
1: of the bottom of New Jersey, or the crossways oh, of New uh, Jersey,
0: b- both combined. <laughs> it's the square, the square of the, the a- surface area, surface area. area. No, they're huge. I mean, they're very difficult to drive in very confined uh, spaces because of that. But otherwise, light clutch, great shifter, be- beautiful engine. Doesn't sound like a V twelve. I mean, the other crazy thing is that the noises that we associate with modern V twelves That's funny, I exist. To me, that
1: is the noise of a V twelve because that's like a lot of my formative early V twelve experiences were with that engine, the right. Colombo V twelve. But so you, to me that is the V twelve noise. That
0: is the real V twelve noise, but what I think everyone else is accustomed to is exhaust tuned V twelve noises like Aventador. Oh. Aventador is one of the worst sounding exotic engines I've ever heard in my life in, in the, the car. car outside is the best sounding 12 cylinder i've ever heard but those are that is a very engineered in thing that v12s back in the day didn't sound like that yeah at all um they're they're gritty straight six is what they so kind of sounded like um so yeah give me a, a, a Datsun 240z sounds better a, a hot Datsun 240z sounds better it's than a V 12 mm. with you know anyway um I'm, yeah,
1: but then if you get that motor uncorked, that that Colombo engine uncorked is wild.
0: So is that, it's a Colombo like that's in a two fifty, uh Testarossa? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Holy shit. Uncorked. Yeah, but that, at that point you're talking, you know, now twenty million dollars. I mean, you can, you could, you could do that.
1: Put do that to your car. You can make a replica. A lot of people do that. You can make a replica by putting out of a th- out of yeah. a two plus two.
0: Right, which are still not. In, yeah, no,
1: no, those are like closer to a million than to 500 but it's not 20 million or fifty million.
0: okay on the bright side
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the ferrari conversation okay this has been a discussion of ferrari automobiles
0: specifically their spicier offerings the f40 the f50 the enzo the la ferrari and 288 gto and f12 we talked about everything Mm -hmm. uh we didn't we didn't
1: talk we didn't talk about the mondial
0: it's a 340. Or any of the two plus twos. It's a 328 or 348. Yeah. It does the same shit. Um, won't you join us next week? We're here every week-ish. Derek eats every four minutes, so here. Thank you. Have something. <laughs> Great. Uh, we can end this
1: episode so I can eat more. Okay. Great. Bye. Bye.